Welcome to another Expert Interview Series podcast. I'm your host, Joan Banks-Smith, editor and producer of this podcast series. This episode, we met with Dr. Olga Bukrina, a scientist from our Stroke Rehabilitation Research Department. Dr. Bukrina received her PhD in psychology from Rutgers University, and her main focus of research at Kessler Foundation is reading deficits after stroke. I asked Dr. Bukrina to explain the importance of this research. Let's listen in. My primary focus is on reading deficits after stroke. Uh, For many adults who are stroke survivors, reading deficits is one of the main concerns, one of the main handicaps that they have after stroke. Um, It prevents them from being effective in the workplace. It prevents them from enjoying leisure activities such as reading, reading restaurant menus, and things like that. So rehabilitation can help, but choosing the right type of rehabilitation is challenging. The standard therapies that are used for aphasia rehabilitation may not be suitable for reading because reading, we know, is a formation of links between vision and spoken language. So we need some kind of a different um, approach to treat reading deficits. In my research, I look at um, what types of strokes lead to impairments in the components of reading. Um, One component is orthography, that is how people process visual word forms, um, letters on the page. Another one is phonology, how did they translate these letters into sound? And a third component is uh, what do these sounds mean? Um, Basically the meaning of the words. Each of those types of impairments may require a different type of rehabilitation. So we need to understand what kind of impairment the patient has before we can actually help them. For example, somebody who is not able to um, translate letters that they see on the page into sounds um, may actually benefit from reading something that is, um, has a rich semantic content. So I have a perfect example of, of this from my own work. Uh, there was a patient who had um, a reading deficit and he couldn't read any words that I, I showed him. His wife told me that he was able to read baseball scores and baseball team names because that carried special significance for him. So he was able to overcome his deficit because he was a diehard baseball fan. (laughs) In my research, I use a a variety of different uh, types of uh, uh, magnetic resonance imaging techniques to study how brain changes after stroke. So most recently, I have been using uh, arterial spin labeling, uh, which helps us uh, to look at how blood travels in the brain. So how it travels in the healthy tissue, but also how it travels in and around the area of the stroke. And what we know is that stroke lesion usually is surrounded by an area, where we call it penumbra, um, of a low blood flow. Um, this tissue is actually healthy tissue that can recover but um, it's under stress when somebody has a stroke. And so I look at how that changes over time to to see whether that penumbra recovered and what type of recovery um, behaviorally we can observe in the stroke patient. My hope is that eventually what we would use this information for is clinicians can take a look at somebody's brain scan when they come in with a stroke and they can predict what kind of therapy this patient will require and whether they will be able to um, recover to their fullest potential and whether um, you know, they, they require an, uh, intensive therapy or just uh, like a really little therapy to get back to where they were. 
Are you currently working on any studies where you can talk about outcomes? Not yet. We, we're currently, so there's uh, really a lack of research on, um, you know, what are the brain bases of reading, um, aside from spoken language, aside from aphasia. Um, reading is under an investigated in a stroke population. So we're trying to establish um, what are the brain bases of reading in stroke, but also how does this change over time as people recover from stroke. And once we have kind of a handle on you know, what we can expect, we can then look to see whether therapeutic interventions can change or alter that course, improve it, um, give, give more to, um, to the patient. Is all of your studies focused on this type of work, or are you doing any other types of work within the stroke population? The laboratory is really focused on um, actually right brain stroke and uh, conditions that are associated with it, so for example, spatial neglect. Um, and I also work in this area as well. We look at um, brain imaging of these patients. And one type of imaging that we look at is functional neuroimaging that allows us to look at not only how the brain structures are affected by stroke, but also how does uh, the brain still function. And we look at how are the areas within the brain connected to each other and whether there are any changes that we can pinpoint that are associated with, for example, disease severity or other things that are behaviorally correlated. So that's another part of component of my work. I also look at people who develop delirium, uh, which is this condition of acute confusion, and uh, it's associated with poor outcomes in the hospital and in rehabilitation as well. So we look at whether it correlates with our other, um, so like spatial neglect, stroke, things like that. To learn more about our scientists and the research of Kessler Foundation, go to www.kesslerfoundation.org. That's www.kesslerfoundation.org.